Warning. This episode was recorded shortly after those timeless creatives were hypnotized by Travis Rust, who by coincidence happens to be the guest in today's podcast. Warning. 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 say something uh you go first no you go first uh okay well this is totally not awkward uh all of the listeners out there if you're fluent in sarcasm i'm speaking your language right now because it totally is awkward dude you don't have to make this so weird my bad, my bad. I was just more prepared to be the second to chime in on, on this episode of the cast, but it seems as if you probably had a similar idea up there in that insane cranium of yours. Yep, you got that right. I had exactly the same idea, my funny friend. I guess I woke up feeling that way. Great minds. Great minds. You know... When two cunning linguists such as ourselves get together and start releasing podcast episodes to various media aggregates, uh, a little awkwardness now and then just just leads to more fun banter like this. Hell to the yeah. The mind of one comedian is formidable enough, but when you put two of them together in the same podcast, watch out. Serious hijinks ahead, folks. Seriously. So, how has your week been going, my man? Not bad, not bad. At the time of recording, it's almost Easter. So, I've been, shall we say, uh, preparing. Seriously? You celebrate that crap? Yes, of course I celebrate Easter. It's an important ritualistic holiday for me and my loved ones. I spent the entire week preparing various decorations, such as colorful eggs, and delicately woven baskets. I did this with various cousins, around a dozen of them, who spent hours laboring in the garage with me. Okay, first off, a dozen cousins? <laughs> Sounds like a movie. Maybe you should write the film and sell it for a profit. Studios are in need of funny scripts. They use them to make films. That's why they're willing to pay top dollar for a script. 
And then maybe you could use that profit from the sale of the script to fund the production of more of these ridiculous Easter decorations. Second off, really? Easter eggs? Baskets? What you sound like right now at this moment is a total basket case and a juvenile. Eggs in the woven baskets are tradition for me and my kin. I don't understand why you're being so grumpy, Cat, about it. Don't you know? Easter has totally lost its meaning. The holiday has been taken over by corporate fat cats, aka, you know, the, the Hallmark Company. They just want to sell you sweets, colorful woven baskets, and plastic eggs, or perhaps egg dyeing kits. Of course, I'm being cynical here, so thoughts like this can be attributed to that particular personality trait of mine. You're so cynical, man. You're going off. Hey, you must be on one, yo. Easter is about family at its core. And these cynical companies that you're all blasting right now? They're actually selling you traditions that date back centuries. Whoa, for real? Yes. Folks may disagree, but baskets, eggs, and rabbit iconography have been a part of Easter celebrations for a long-ass time. Some historians claim that the word Easter is derived from Oster, the pagan goddess of fertility who is associated with rabbits. Wow, I really did not know that. My bad. Sounds like engaging in these cultural practices can actually be enriching and fun. Yes, and delicious. On Easter, you'd better keep me away from the chocolate, because I am a self-professed chocoholic! I have literally no self-restraint when it comes to cocoa-based snack products. Uh, yeah, I go beast mode on chocolate snacks. Come on, man. Chocolate delicacies are for tykes. Are you suggesting that young adults cannot enjoy a morsel of the substance now and again? <laughs> I guess I wouldn't mind a Mars bar right about now. Say, do you happen to have any Mars bars on you? Um... Hey, I, I can see one sticking out of your front left trouser pocket. Gimme! Hey man, get your own. Gimme! Gimme, 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 gimme! Just give me! What the fuck, dude? Suddenly you become a fiend for sweet? I nearly suffered an injury to one of my parts in that scuffle just now. Guess I just got hangry. <laughs> Anywho, totes cool beans now. Now the tables have turned, you batshit crazy motherfucker. At times, I can access a cynical side of my personality as well. You've just allowed me to do this with the use of the slang, cool beans. That colloquialism is insanely dated, man. You sound like some old fool posing as a young adult, attempting to relate to me with a turn of phrase that's totally backfired on you. The phrase is simply too old and is no longer relevant and therefore unrelatable. It sounds ridiculous. Maybe I just like throwbacks? Did you ever think of that? Get crunk.
Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Get crunk, yo. Listeners can't see this right now. But I wish they could. Because I'm giving Matthew some major side eye right now. I wish they could see. Can't touch this. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, shit, man. Matthew just comes through with the epic 90s reference? At this point, you've won me over to your side. As I've stated before time and time again, I understand many 90s references, and I appear to enjoy them as well. There's more where that came from. I spent most of the 90s as an impressionable youth, and my brain is a sponge, man. Popular culture permeates my mind, informing my actions, my thoughts, the way I frame the world. Sometimes I get reminded of an artifact by something here and now, in our time. A cultural artifact, I mean. You know, a a touchstone. And when the neurons start firing all up in my cranium, sometimes I just gotta vocalize it. For example, earlier I mentioned that my brain was like a sponge. Maybe you can see where I'm going with this. The uh, synaptic connections light up like crazy. And suddenly I feel compelled to mention the Krusty Krab, which is SpongeBob's place of work. Mm -hmm. That is to say, it's where he's employed. Shoo! That was certainly long-winded, but I like listening to you wax poetic about a subject you appear to be passionate about. And I appreciate the reference to the cartoon, which was first released for the world to see in 1999. Hell yeah. Yep. Shall we move on to the next topic? Now seems as good a time as ever. I don't see why not, my friend. This time, I'll go first. (laughs) A few days prior to the recording of this episode, I found myself in a familiar situation. In this scenario, I was reclining at a comfortable angle on my favorite piece of furniture. If you were to frame the image that you now have in your mind, and if the image were composed of various pigments evenly distributed throughout a medium such as linseed oil, applied to a piece of parchment, this image would convey a sense of total ennui, and possibly listlessness as well. What I'm trying to say is, although I was extremely physically comfortable on the furniture, I was feeling, well, f***ing bored. (laughs) Yeah, you got me with that one, man. I accompanied you on the journey of words, only to be thrown for a loop at the end of the tale. I was not expecting you to use a curse in order to highlight your likely overwhelming feeling of detachment or malaise or whatever at the time. I still got it. (laughs) Anyways, so I was reclining, bored out of my f***ing mind, (laughs) and I decided to reach for the clicker. Ah, yes. That familiar situation that listeners around the globe can relate to with ease. When newborn babe has been laid to rest, all the day's bills have been paid, other errands managed, and all social contact has already occurred, or perhaps did not occur that day because one or more of the parties involved had other matters to attend to. Anyway, when all that's said and done, it's time to flip on the boob tube. (laughs) Yep, you said it. When spousal obligations have been met on Sundays, and you simply don't feel the motivation to use the family vehicle to reach a national park, a state park, a local park, or even an unremarkable piece of land simply managed by the Bureau of Land Management, sometimes there's quite simply nothing else to do other than to flip on the boob tube. 
all right, well, who started calling it the boob tube anyway, right? Like, <laughs> although the phrase makes me chuckle, I can't help but feel that the originator of the term must have been some sort of perv or something. <laughs> I never thought of that. That's why we have this podcast. It gives us the ability to share original thoughts with each other and with those in the world who choose to engage with podcasts using a combination of built-in speakers, web access, computer applications, or other means to access said podcasts. You sound like my grandfather. You said applications. You can call them apps, Jay. I'm rolling my eyes right now. Although we like to think of apps as exclusively for smartphones, in reality, the word apps is really just short for applications and has now supplanted the term for many, if not most. Sorry, but when you keep saying apps so many times, it honestly just makes me pretty f***ing hungry. It, it would be so bomb to consume some appetizers right now, Maddie. Appetizers are delicious. Oh, and glands in my mouth begin to do that thing they do so well. You know, that, that thing they were designed to do, you know? Excrete saliva. <laughs> Salivating, I mean. <laughs> Maybe that'll make you think twice about the tendency these days to say, app instead of application. Perhaps application is a better choice after all. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Um, I'll set aside some time to mull it over a bit further. Anyways, uh, I was reclining and uh, I turned on the... No, don't say it again. We may get sidetracked once more if you do. I wasn't going to say boob tube again. Fuck! <laughs> now I just have. <laughs> oh my god. This makes me giggle like a schoolgirl. Bah, whatever. I turn on the television and started channel surfing. Click. How does a guy get Click. Out? <laughs> Click. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Eventually, I, I, I surfed over to a channel that was showing a reality show. It has become evident to me. <sighs> that I you actually sound mildly excited when you say that. So, the way I see it is, reality television is so bad that it makes me want to retch, hurl, and then clean up the mess. I think you were just posturing. You sound as fake as Kim Kardashian's ass or something. <laughs> you got me. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Listen here, though. Reality television is trash, but we all love to watch anyway. It's a guilty pleasure. I was just about to say that. As I reclined, I couldn't help but watch. I couldn't stop. It seems the channel was broadcasting a quote-unquote marathon of this particular reality show that captured my interest. It was so trashy. <laughs> <laughs> but as you can guess, my eyes were figuratively glued to the television. As I watched and, well, watched... I noticed that a substantial amount of time had passed. I had been watching for two hours and 36 minutes. Call back. Hey, that, that length of time was previously mentioned on the cast, my friend. Epic. Listeners will recall that two hours and 46 minutes is the runtime of 2015's The Revenant. It was mentioned in a previous episode. And boom. I'm hoping to add more callbacks to the show. 
over time at least. Callbacks are an effective way of engaging our audience and enriching the listening experience. They can be woven casually into our conversations, prompting listeners to recall previous occurrences on our cast. Wait, so callbacks are kind of like references, huh? That's interesting. Do you know what else could be interesting? No. No, I don't. What could you possibly be talking about? (laughs) How am I supposed to know what the fuck is going on in your dome? I'm not a mind reader, for crying out loud. Oh, there he goes again, folks. You are once again listening to the ravings of a sore head. A wild grumpy cat has appeared. (laughs) Thanks for calling me out. I need to get checked when I start behaving like a malcontent or a crab. When I engage in behavior like this, by all means, Jay, make light of it. In a playful manner, of course. Yeah. It will help to de-escalate tension and allow me to reflect on my feelings, to see them for what they really are. Just a bunch of fleeting flashes of emotion brought on by random-ass chemicals in my brain. (laughs) Honestly trippy. I will continue to do so. Our close friendship allows for interactions like this, which I'm hella grateful for, yo. Speaking of slang earlier, it sounds like you grew up in the far reaches of the East Bay. Words like hella are used with frequency there due to it being a part of their vernacular. Well, although I'm not from the East Bay area, I have incorporated it into my own, uh, I guess, personal vocabulary. I'll use it to circle back to the topic at hand. Do you know what might be hella interesting? I actually think I do know now. I think it might be hella interesting to talk to our guest, Travis Rust. Yeah, that's it. That, that's what I had in mind. I think a conversation with our guest Travis, in fact, could not only be interesting, but perhaps even fascinating. It only makes sense. He's an old friend of ours. I've known him since school. Yeah, you've known him since school, and I've known him for several years. Several years. Nice. Yeah, I think you've known him for nearly eight years at this point. Damn, nice. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you know how he's getting here? I don't recall ever discussing his chosen method of arrival. Uh, I guess knowing him, it'll probably be a method that reflects his random personality combined with his sense of adventure. Almost makes you wonder what's bubbling up in that brain of his. Expect the unexpected. Stupid phrase. How can I expect the unexpected? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I don't even want to field that question. Anyways, uh, wait, do you hear that? There seems to be a sort of bubbling sound. Or... Yeah, I noticed it. Something tells me it's related to Travis's arrival. Whoa, uh, totally forgot to tell our listeners that we are recording this particular episode near a large body of water. Salinity levels are unknown, so... It's a bit difficult to say whether it's a body of fresh water or a body of salt water. Yeah, but we can definitely note its size, though, which is fairly large. The sound seems to be getting louder. I imagine all this buildup is about to pay off. I'm excited, and I've started doing a sort of excited happy dance. Yes! I've begun to gyrate, even bend, and 
dart in various parts of my body in a similar fashion. I can't help it. I'm getting squirmy. I feel happy. Hey, guys. Yikes. You gave me a fright. I went from happy to scared in the blink of an eye. Now, you're dressed to the nines, but I'm not exactly talking about a suit, at least in the traditional Western sense. You're talking about a scuba diver's suit and the regalia of an underwater explorer. It makes you look quite fearsome, Trav. It certainly is giving me the heebie-jeebies. And due to the associated headgear you're donning, it's straight up difficult to understand what you are saying. Oops. Sorry about that. I'll take off my scuba gear. Better? Phew. Yes. <laughs> Sorry for the surprise. I thought it would be a cool way to make an entrance on the podcast. This entrance showcases my adventure-seeking personality and goofy nature. It also quickly allows listeners to learn a few facts about me. Such as the fact that you are a Patty-licensed scuba diver? Or the fact that you enjoy viewing aquatic animals, plants, and geographical features up close in a manner that combines heart-pounding thrills with the grace and all-out awesomeness of nature? Yes, exactly. I've obtained my open water diver certification through PADI, the Professional Association of Diver Instructors. It's not a high level of certification, but it does allow me to engage in recreational diving in thousands of locations around the world. It's a wet hobby that leaves me soaked, but the drenching is frankly fun, and part of the reason why I like to do it from time to time. Awesome. Well, welcome to the podcast. To our old friend, Travis. Hear, hear! May his adventurous ways inspire our listeners! You guys are so weird and creative. It's what we do best. Better than all the rest. Wait, is this some kind of test? Yes, it was a pattern test, designed to provoke a rhyming response from you. And you just passed, with flying colors. Like I knew you would. Woot! I ponesored the leap test. This reminds me of how you and I first became acquainted, Matthew. Taking tests is usually something you do in a school setting. And a school setting is where you and I first got to know each other. That's right. And Jay, I first got to know you through the comedy community. Yes, that's right. That's so cool. To have known a couple of guys such as yourselves for so many years has been an honor and a privilege. A tip of the hat to those timeless creatives. Here, here. Thanks, Thanks dude. dude. No problem. So, how does this work? We just... talk? Yeah, we can talk and see where it takes us. Yeah, that's the fun of the podcast. So, you know, conversation is magical because it, it naturally leads you to places you never have dreamed of. Like, we could be talking about boob tubes one minute and, and suddenly we're discussing the 2015 film The Revenant? It's totally random like that. And that's how we like it. We like to cover subjects that may not come up on other podcasts. It's a noted effort on our part to deliver impactful, 
crazy interesting and crazy funny ass content to the up close and personal podcast community. Cool beans. Call back. Wow, that was epic. Well, you have given me free license to rant about whatever irreverent ass subject comes to mind. And of course, my mind always goes to food. <laughs> of course. We love to talk about sustenance on the cast. So, did you want to talk about first courses or suppers? Me, I was personally thinking desserts. I feel a callback coming on. We discussed Mars Bars products earlier, and I might have gotten a little hangry. Yeah. Matthew grew moody and capricious. Violently, he lashed out and launched an all-out attack on my front-left trouser pocket, which happened to contain one of the Mars Bars treats in question. Sounds like your temperamental outbreak was... Maybe caused by a dip in glucose levels in the blood? <laughs> yeah. I'm rubbing my neck right now to display my sheepishness. I can see that. But it's all good. It happens to anyone. Yeah. It's all good. Thank you. So, I wanted to share with you that my favorite desserts are cookies and brownies. Those that know me best know this. Duh! Uh, of, of course we know that about you. Of course, of course. Just wanted to share that with the listeners, you know? I want them to get to know me a little. Not too much, though. That'd be weird. I don't want anyone knowing about the skeletons in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> to air my dirty laundry on this podcast for everyone to hear would be inappropriate and could paint me in an unfavorable light. Well, this podcast is called Up Close and Personal. Yeah. So we want to get, you guessed it, Up Close and Personal. You're right, you're right. I'll be sure to relate any unsavory anecdotes to you if they come to mind, even if they highlight my negative qualities, which everyone has, of course. Maybe you could start with cookies and brownies. Wait, you remember that one story at, at the comedy community gathering? You know the one. Come on, spill the beans. Ugh, yeah, I remember. It must have been about almost five years ago now. Matthew, Jay, and I, along with other friends in the comedy community, had all gathered to commemorate a fellow comedian's recent accomplishment. It was an enjoyable gathering. The company was sublime, the atmosphere was suited to my taste, and the garden was abuzz with the chatter of countless creatives, exchanging ideas and inspiring one another. Revelry is often enjoyable, and this case was no exception. Good food, good wine, good vibes. Gardens that are abuzz with chatter are good. And who among us doesn't appreciate inspiration? The world is a better place with more creatives. Notably, the garden was also abuzz with certain pesky insects that always seem to ruin your buzz. I'm of course talking about mosquitoes. Oh yeah, 
There was a rather sizable infestation, if I recall. Damn mosquitoes. Their presence threatens to ruin hushed gatherings of creatives around the globe. Mosquitoes, those horrible pests. They transmit disease and their bites itch like the wiry wool blend of an uncomfortable and unflattering Sunday sweater. Being forced to wear Sunday sweaters by various aunties has in the past caused me extreme discomfort due to the many rashes and boils that tend to erupt from my skin, presumably from contact with the scratchy hideous articles. Well, anyways, these mosquitoes threaten to ruin the evening of quiet conversation and celebration. Until... Until... At last, the truth comes out. After each guest in attendance suffered numerous bites, we made a collective unanimous decision to move inside into the foyer. And that's where my embarrassing cookies and brownies incident happened. I'm giggling like a schoolgirl just thinking about it, which is a callback, by the way. I'm now extremely eager to hear the rest of the story, due to the fact that I know the outcome, and it would delight me to revisit the memory. I was there, after all, and so was Jay. We were socializing in the foyer. I was on the love seat, and Jay, you were on the ottoman, I think? No, I I was on the daybed. Wait, no, 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 I was on the rocker. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. that's it. Yeah, the rocker. Sounds like a musician or something. (laughs) Anyways, you two were strewn about socializing with various creatives, and I got hangry, so I stormed off to the dining area in order to satiate myself. Upon entering the dining area, guess what I saw? We already know. Just spit it out. I'm gleeful. Listeners, I saw a medium-sized plate of cookies. And get this, they were adjacent to a medium-sized plate of brownies. Oh, brother. Here it comes. When I saw the two plates, one an appendage of the other, although of the truest nature of their relationship, I am unsure. That is to say, it was unclear to me which of the two was the torso and which the vestigial limb. No matter. When I saw them, I could not control myself. It was time to eat. And eat you did, my good sir. Yep. I stood at the table, eating the cookies and brownies. I had five brownies and at least that many cookies. I was due for a stomach ache, and through my actions, I had probably denied at least one out-of-the-box thinking, downright hilarious individual from getting to taste one or both of the desserts. And this is why we can't have nice things. Face palm. By the end of the party, you were quite ready to leave due to discomfort. I remember this. I remember too. Your extreme behavior never ceases to be a focal point. Kudos to that. And I'm not talking about kudos bars. Epic. But I was hoping you were talking about those. My comedic partner and co-host has chosen not to invoke kudos bars. Instead, he opts to allude to a kind of intangible social currency, 
one that our guest Trav here is well rich with. His proverbial billfold is swollen to the size of a very much literal copy of the book Moby Dick. With kudos. Thanks. I try to always stay cool. I'm mostly quiet, by the way, so I'm glad you decided to have me on this podcast. That way I can speak up a little. On this podcast, you can be as loud as you want. Our equipment is state-of-the-art and can pick up all sorts of clamorous noises without any issue or major distortions. Now, this equipment is also sensitive to minute sonic vibrations. If we need to be quiet, we can be. But we definitely don't need to be quiet today. Circumstances allow for all the tumultuous, vigorous activity we want. And we want a lot. As a matter of fact, I think I feel a howl coming on. Yeah? I feel it too, man. Ah, here it comes. Wow, this is awesome. Hearing you guys yell like this is making me feel so... I don't know, primal. Muted tones are going to have to wait for another day. Here I go. Nuggets. That was fucking awesome. I can't imagine a better way to let out a bit of pinup steam. Emotions are running high. Yep. And the howling has left me ready for another topic to discuss. Yeah. So the best kind of friendships are the ones that include these long, kind of insane conversations about who knows what. Where by the end of it, you're like, wait. What were we just talking about for an hour? Like, seriously? (laughs) I don't know if I can be that random, but we can choose somewhere to jump off from and see where it goes. How about we talk about some more of my hobbies? Sure. That sounds juicy. Well, recently I've been studying Japanese, and I'm also thinking about joining a bouldering gym. It's kind of like a rock climbing gym, but bouldering involves shorter climbs with no harnesses or ropes. Damn, that's like so cool. Now, Japanese is foreign, which seems so wild. Like, and bouldering seems like an active, exciting way to get some exercise. Yeah, I, I hope you strongly contemplate a membership at this gym. Athletic endeavors such as this only serve to enrich lives and strengthen muscle groups. I can see no disadvantage. Except, perhaps, a tumble. Yeah. Now, aren't you afraid to tumble from a considerable height? Tumbles are a risk, especially from heights that are considerable. Once considered, these heights can cause some serious damage. Bones shattered may never heal. Limbs may thicken beyond recognition. Physical wounds may take a turn for the psychological. The dangers of the bouldering gym are very real, but they help ratchet up the coolness factor 
and they get my blood pumping, which ultimately is my goal, to hasten my blood's journey throughout the veins, arteries, and capillaries of my body. Fair enough. I don't really get into stuff like that. I achieve total fitness from walking the doggo. O-M-G. We somehow have not talked about our doggos. I am also the proud father of a fur baby. Yes! I love my doggo. He's the biggest of the three. Your doggos are pretty small. So small. So heckin' cute. Much cuddles. Alright, alright. Let's cut the cutesy crap. I love doggos as much as the next dude, but we don't have to reduce ourselves to some beta sh. We don't have to say heckin'. Say fucking instead. Your doggos are so fucking small and so fucking cute. And your doggo is so fucking big. See? Saying fucking is awesome. Anyways, I think it's notable that the three of us have dogs. Doggos boost happiness levels, increase the average amount of exercise that you get, and increase your trustworthiness in the eyes of others. The positive effects of having a canine companion are well documented. My boy Rover here is also well documented. In pictures. I have many, many photographs of him on my mobile, to the point that I no longer have available storage on the unit. Ugh. Running out of storage on my device is such a pet peeve. I want to be able to store as much as possible. In fact, I wish storage was unlimited. Wouldn't that be awesome, Trev? I certainly think so. I think the way technology is going, we probably aren't too far away from unlimited storage. I hate getting rid of files. JPEG, MPEG-4, FLAC, PNG, TIFF. You name it, I want to keep it. I think Trav said it best. The way technology is going certainly seems to point at boundless virtual repositories. I can think of a few other ways to say it too. In terminal, unbounded, fathomless amounts of storage. Matthew always has been a walking dictionary. Yeah, he's got synonyms up the yin-yang. I got the knowledge, the know-how, the expertise. Yo, I sound like a rapper. It would be funny and cool if you made up a rap off the top of your dome piece about storage. Sound off! Aight, aight. Give me a beat. Yo, I take lots of pictures, so I need some storage. Uh, uh, the other day, I ate some porridge. I'm scratching the back of my neck right now. <laughs> I'm awkward. Dude, you killed it. And I don't mean in a good way. Like, I mean that you killed the vibe with your awkward rap. Matthew was wildin' TF out. That was whack, but it's all good. I have my foot in my mouth. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. You're a riot. 
I'm thinking of deploying a lacrimatory agent in your vicinity. I feel that this particular instance does not warrant such meetings. Whatever. I'm just roughhousing. You crazy. Crazier than a mental hospital reject. Crazier than a soup sandwich. (laughs) Oh, seriously. Where do you guys come up with this stuff? Well, so basically I was using a search engine the other day and I decided to look up the phrase, quote, as crazy as, end quote. And it led me to an article called um, 24 Southern Southern Expressions for the Crazy. crazy. (laughs) You read (laughs) it too? This This is is ridiculous. ridiculous. You'll have to send me a link to the article. Although my politics don't align with your typical Southerners, it seems that we can find common ground when it comes to humor. Now, although I identify with the city, I find the countryside has its charms. Cities rock, though. Don't forget that. The countryside has its charms, but urban lifestyles have huge upsides public transportation, diversity, both in terms of business and the multitudes of people living in urban environments, and better infrastructure with access to more public services. I'm a city guy. Some of my friends call me the LA man due to the fact that I was actually born in Los Angeles, unlike many others who live here. That's legit. Got any tips for visitors to La La Land? Yeah. I have lots of information pertaining to traffic patterns and daytime temperatures. If you're coming to LA, feel free to drop me a line. Anyways, I should probably get going. Cool. Anything you want to plug on the cast before you go? Well, listeners can check me out on episode three of Up Close and Personal, this podcast. I had the honor of playing the Apple Store customer service employee in that particular ep. Cool, yeah. That was dope. Other than that, you can follow me on Twitter. I also release a zine from time to time that you can check out if you want. You can find a link on my Twitter. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Sad to see you go, though, my friend. We'll keep in touch after this, though. Basically, we can use apps on our phone to communicate. Yep. We're always plugged in. It's good to unplug once in a while, but staying plugged in is pretty good too, because you can maintain contact with good friends and family with relative ease. I hear that. Before I go, I'll say this. Us city guys like to stay connected with technology. If we were country dudes, we'd probably write letters or use different means to reach one another. (laughs) True (laughs) True that. that, True that. that. See See you later, Trev. Bye, you two. I'll be leaving the way I came in, using scuba equipment in this body of water. Peace. He's one crazy motherfucker. Glad we had him on the podcast. We need to continue this trend of welcoming our kookier pals on the show. A trend we've had going since Ep1. All of our friends are nuts. Maybe that means we're nuts? Speak for yourself, my friend. I'm perfectly sane. Just ask my invisible friend over here. Dude, they should put you in the loony bin, dude. 
What the fuck are you even talking about? These are the ravings of a stark bad lunatic. Psych. I'm just playing. You certainly had me for the fool. I was wondering if it was time to call medical professionals. Guess I was just on edge. Calm down, calm down. No reason for all this ballyhoo, man. I'm just messing. I need some caffeine or something. I'm not feeling too alert. Fuck it, dude. Let's just get out of here. Should we end the cast here and now? Is it the appropriate time to make our exit? Yeah. I mean, if they're anything like us, listeners are probably starting to get hangry right now. Want to get out of here and grab a bite to eat? Hell yes. That sounds awesome. Hey, let's hit a diner and shoot the shit for a while. But we don't have to record, though. It is good to have some privacy. Diner coffee is the best. And I wouldn't mind a hot plate of food right now. Served up with a greasy spoon. You know, real shit. Not some fancy-ass, upscale, hoity-toity, lobster-on-a-platter-under-a-lid kind of deal. No way. I, I just don't understand their way. Butlers, servers, and maitre d's they make me uncomfortable with their fancy ways. Their noses seem to defy gravity with how far they end up getting just stuck in the air. And all the customers seem to stick out their pinky fingers and like some display of uppiness. Ah. Restaurants that have this sort of ambiance just don't cut it for me. Just give me a grilled cheese and some fries. <laughs> yeah, and a beer on the side. And make sure not to charge too much for it. I prefer a low cost when I dine out. You said it. Let's bounce. Boing! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let's roll. Peace out, y'all.